Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is March 28th. Today we're going to continue in the story that we began yesterday and we're going to talk about my favorite principle from this story. This principle gives me so much hope and peace as I sometimes just struggle to navigate my life and my responsibilities. I hope it brings you peace as well. But before we get to that principle, we're going to jump to the end of this story because there's something really cool historically about this story that I want to make sure we talk about, but I don't want to end with it because it's not that cool spiritually, but historically it's really significant. At the end of this story, in the book of John, we see something really interesting. Starting in verse 14, it says, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. So, That has always been just kind of an interesting little snippet. It's not mentioned in Matthew, Mark, or Luke's version of this story, but it's an interesting thing that John points out, that the people said that there would be a prophecy about this and that Jesus knew that they would want to make him their king. So I started to ask myself, why? Why would they try to force Jesus to be their king because he multiplied bread for them? And what I found was fascinating. Part of Jewish tradition is that the Messiah would come and just like Moses did, would feed the people miraculously. Moses called down manna from heaven to feed his people miraculously. And it was said that the next great prophet or that the Messiah would come and feed his people miraculously as well. Now, keep in mind, there are 5,000 men plus women and children who have now witnessed this massive miracle of Jesus feeding the multitudes. And it must have been in the thoughts of some or a lot of them that this was a fulfillment of that prophecy or of that tradition. But why try to make him king? Remember, the Jews of the time really believed that the Messiah would come to liberate them politically and not spiritually. They misunderstood what the purpose or what the mission of the Savior would be. And they were looking for someone to step into a political role to save and to rescue them. So yes, the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ, absolutely fulfilled the prophecy of Jewish tradition. He would feed the multitudes miraculously, but he would do it as a witness of who he would be to us spiritually, not politically. He did it as a witness to show that he is the Messiah and the Savior of our souls, which is just a point that the people of that time may have missed. So my friends, let's jump back into this story. But before we do, I want to ask you, is there something in your life that you're struggling with? Something that you don't know how to accomplish? Maybe you have a calling and you have no idea how to accomplish the many needs that are set before you in this calling. I feel this way often as a parent. I'm tasked with something that I have no idea how to do. Every single one of us is struggling with something. And as we study this principle today, I challenge you to think about how it can apply into your life and how we can accomplish the things that are before us with this principle. So let's start in Mark chapter six, and let's start in verse 38. Remember, the Savior has told his disciples that he wants to feed the people. They say, well, that's going to take 200 penny worth of bread. How are we going to do that? Well, listen to his answer. He said, he saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say five and two fishes. 
Now that right there is a really interesting principle, especially when we are hoping for a blessing from the Lord. Whether we are needing help financially, emotionally, spiritually, in anything that we're seeking, this is a pattern that the Savior has. And it's a pattern that we see throughout the scriptures, and it's a pattern that we need to apply into our own lives. Oftentimes when seeking a blessing, maybe we're seeking help with our finances. Maybe we're seeking revelation. Maybe we're seeking testimony. Maybe we're seeking help to know what to do with our kids. In anything that we're looking for, any blessing that we're needing, oftentimes we're tempted to just go to the Lord and say, okay, help us, feed us, right? We're hungry, feed us. But what does the Savior do? He doesn't just say, okay, I'm going to miraculously make bread appear. He could do it, right? Remember Moses and the manna, it is possible. But that's not usually how the Savior works. That's not usually how our Heavenly Father works. Instead of just making the manna appear or the bread appear, he says, go see what you can do. Go see what you can bring. And oftentimes I've found that to be the case when I'm desiring a blessing from the Lord as well. Oftentimes I've noticed that he wants me to exercise my agency. Then the Lord will pour out his blessings. Oftentimes when I exercise my agency, it doesn't produce a lot. Sometimes it's a very bare minimum effort, but the Lord loves seeing effort and he asks for our effort and asks for our agency so that he can then bless us in abundance. This is also a pattern we see with the gift of salvation and exaltation with the Savior. On our own, we fall very short. On our own, there's very little that we can do to perfect ourselves or to receive salvation or exaltation. But when we do what we can, after all we can do, as we're taught in the Book of Mormon, then the Savior's abundant power, his abundant grace, is able to do the rest. Now, my friends, that phrase, after all we can do, sometimes leaves us feeling like we're never doing enough. But when it comes to repentance, when it comes to the Savior and offering our souls to him, really all we can do is repent turn to him and rely on his grace. So this really is a pattern with the Savior, whether we're seeking spiritual blessings, physical blessings, emotional blessings, anything that we need from the Savior, this is the pattern we see, that we ask, we act, and then we receive. So continuing in verse 39, it says, and he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and brake the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did eat and were filled. So because of his blessings, there was enough. But not only that, look at the next verse. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. Not only was there enough, but there was enough to spare. Here it says there were 5,000 men, but in other gospels, it says that there were women and children as well. So who knows how many were actually there and were actually fed that day with five loaves and two fishes. In other versions of this story, it talks about it being a boy who offered the five loaves and the two fishes. In John's version, it talks about it being barley loaves, which was like the very grossest of bread at the time. It was like the worst of the worst bread that he could offer and such a small amount of it. Imagine being that boy and offering up so little. 
what he must have felt as he looked around and saw thousands of people and looked in his basket and saw so little to offer. And yet he gave it. He gave all of it. He didn't hold any of it back for himself. My friends, have you felt that way before? Have you felt like this little boy when tasked with a difficult challenge, when tasked with maybe a question that you don't understand, when tasked with a calling that you don't know how to tackle? Have you ever felt like you just weren't enough? That no matter what you did, it couldn't be enough? I have felt that before. But my friends, I take comfort in understanding the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. Jesus Christ is the great multiplier. That is what he does. He takes our offering, he multiplies it, and he makes it enough. Sister Craig once said, Have you ever felt your talents and gifts were too small for the task ahead? I have. But you and I can give what we have to Christ, and he will multiply our efforts. What you have to offer is more than enough, even with your human frailties and weaknesses, if you rely on the grace of God. Elder Holland once taught, don't worry about Christ running out of ability to help you. His grace is sufficient. That is the spiritual eternal lesson of the feeding of the 5,000. My friends, I testify that whatever you are tasked with, whatever you're going through, whatever help you might need right now, give what you can. Act. Do what is in your power, knowing that whatever's in your power isn't going to be enough, but trusting that Jesus Christ is the great multiplier. And as he multiplied the bread and the fishes, he can multiply your time, your talents, your energy, and your efforts. That is who he is, and that is what he does. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 